Well, good morning, everyone. It is so nice to have you here. I kind of see myself as an outdoorsman. You know, I, I, I love being outside. I'm not like a camper kind of guy, but a camper to me would be like a Motel 6. Uh, but I do love the outdoors. I love hunting. I, I enjoy fishing, although I'm a terrible fisherman. And you know, we all have our fishing stories, don't we? I, I, I have a couple. I'm going to share a couple with you this morning. Uh, because we're going to read in just a moment about the greatest fishing story ever. And uh, I just want to share it. Because fishermen always have their stories. I was, uh, I was at Harvey Cedars Bible Conference, and a friend of mine said, Hey, let's go on a party boat, and we'll go fishing. I said, great. I love doing that kind of stuff. Hanging with people, doing all that kind of stuff. So, so we went. And it was in the evening, and you go to like two in the morning or something like that, and and um, we weren't out very far, and all of a sudden guys were starting to catch fish like crazy. It was it was awesome. Me and a guy next to me catch fish. This guy's catching fish. I figure it's my turn next. Yeah, no. <laughs> the whole night, I did not catch a fish. I was the only guy on the whole boat that didn't catch a fish. I was like opposite of Jonah. Jonah at least found a fish. I couldn't even find a fish. So that, uh, it, and this, it got so bad that the captain put me in a particular place and he says, stay right here. And he started chumming ahead of my line. You know, they're throwing out bait in front of mine, hoping that maybe I would even snag something. Not a fish the whole night. Now, the second fish story I have is one that's uh, much different, actually. I was, uh, a friend of mine took me fishing in Costa Rica. It was beautiful. My son got to go with me, my son Jonathan. He was in language school at the time, and they were doing, um, and I got to meet my friend down there, and he took us, he took us out on a boat. It was more of a chartered, smaller kind of thing. I think there was uh, just, there were just four of us that were there to catch fish, and we got out, and my, of course, me and my curiosity, you know, I said, so have you been catching fish? And the guy goes, to be honest with you, we haven't caught a fish in three or four days. I go, wow, that's not going to change. Because <laughs> I'm not much of a fisherman, you know. And, and all of a sudden, my son goes, that's about to change. He said, we're going to catch some fish today. And we did. And we caught fish. It wasn't long after we got out to the location that he wanted to fish. And before you know it, we got one on. And... Uh, and the person that took me, took me, took me there, and uh, he said, here, grab the pole, go. And so I started running after about, after about 20 to 30 minutes of battling, I caught this. I'm sorry that if you've had breakfast and me with my shirt off this morning, but. <laughs> yeah, that is one big fish. I, I, that was, that's my greatest fishing story ever. <laughs> Yeah, I caught a fish. The blue marlin. I actually caught a sailfish too that day. It was pretty amazing. Uh, it was a great experience. But today I want to read for you a passage of scripture 
that is, is even greater than the fishing story that uh, I shared with you this morning. First of all, it says uh, in Luke chapter 5, verses 1 through 11, it says this. One day as Jesus was preaching on the shore of the Sea of Galilee, great crowds pressed in on him to listen to the word of God. He noticed two empty boats at the water's edge for the fishermen had left them and were washing their nets. Stepping into the boat, Jesus asked Simon, its owner, to push out into the water. So he sat in the boat and taught the crowd from there. When he had finished speaking, he said, Simon, now go out to where it is deeper and let down your nets to uh, catch some fish. And Peter says, Master... We worked hard all night last night and didn't get a thing. They were on the same boat I was on. <laughs> but then he says these words. But if you say so. Will you say that with me? But if you say so. I will let down the nets again. And this time, their nets were so full of fish, they began to tear. A shout for help brought their partners to the, uh, with another boat, and soon both boats were filled to the point they were on the verge of sinking. When Simon Peter realized what had happened, he fell on his knees before God and said, Oh Lord, please leave me. I'm such a sinful man. For he was awestruck by the number of fish they had caught, as were the others with him. His partners, James and John, the sons of Debedee, were so uh, also amazed Jesus replied to Simon, don't be afraid. From now on, you'll be fishing for people. And as soon as they landed, they left everything and followed Jesus. I want to talk to you today about the residual impact of trust. The importance that we as Christians trust God. Because there, our impact isn't just on us, as this story shows us so clearly. The first thing we see about Peter is that he lets Jesus use his boat. Now, understand, Peter had been fishing all night, and when Jesus says to him, uh, uh, can I borrow your boat? Uh, uh, my feet are getting wet. People are pressing in on me, and I'm standing in water. Can I get out away from them a little bit so that they can hear the word of God? And this was a huge inconvenience to Peter. He'd been up all night. He would like to go back home after he cleaned his nets and get some sleep because they were going to be out again that next night. He could have made an excuse. And isn't that what we do sometimes when Jesus asks us to do something? When God has placed on our heart to do something and we think we may know better or we have an excuse. What excuse have you used lately to not trust in Jesus. However, because Peter asked Jesus, uh, uh, because Jesus asked Peter and Peter allowed Jesus to use his boat, people got to hear the good news of Jesus. They says that Jesus taught them the word of God. And because of his, and because of your trust and our trust, to, we heard this morning $62,000 for our Christmas offering. Now, I do want to ask you, as you consider today, I want to ask, what boat do you have? What is your boat? Because Peter had a boat, and it was, I'm sure it wasn't fancy. It was a fishing boat. 
wasn't a cruise liner, just a nice little boat. But because of his trust, people got to hear. And now maybe, I don't know what your trust is. Maybe it's you, you, you can drive a car or take people to visits or do whatever it may be, as simple as you have the gift of teaching and you'd like to help out. All those things. Maybe Jesus has asked you to do something, but because of your trust, maybe that's not happening. But we have experienced because of your trust here at New Hanover that people get to hear the word of God. Every week we go out to multitudes. Who knows how many people are watching online because of your sacrifice and giving so that people can watch us online. People all over the world are impacted by your trust and faithfulness. We live stream. We support missionaries in Africa, Europe, South America, Central America, through your donations, Preston's Pantry, Pottstown Cluster, Operation 143, uh, the Backpack Ministry, uh, Hunting Park Christian Academy, Project Purpose. Through all these things, and because of your boat, whatever that may be, these things can happen, and people are hearing God's word. It's interesting to me, the one, the one uh, ministry that I think is kind of goes hand in hand with boat is our response crew. Jay Kratz has had a, uh, had a heart for people that have been hurting or going through catastrophic events in their lives when it comes to physical things. Jay doesn't have a boat. He has a skid loader. He doesn't have a net, but he's got a trailer that can haul debris away. So he, when Jesus came to him or started to put on his heart, can I borrow your skid loader? He responded, yeah, and my trailer too. So there's, I think, uh, as I said, as we read the scripture earlier, there's a key phrase in this whole thing. The key phrase is, because you said so. Peter had been out all night fishing, and didn't catch a fish. And so I'm sure he was tired and exhausted. And, and, when, Peter, and when Peter looks at this whole thing, he goes, Master, you want me to push out into the deep and, and do what? I mean, yeah, you grew up a carpenter's son. I'm sure you understand carpentry, but fishing I get. And, uh, but because you say so. Because he said so, he put his trust in God, in, in Jesus, and went out and did what he was asked. This week, um, my granddaughter, Autumn, she's she just a little over a year, and she's walking pretty good. And we have these, um, we have a split level, so there's six stairs between each floor. And she stands on the top step and just puts her arms out like this. That means she's going to jump. <laughs> and so Autumn jumps. And, you know, I'm not as young as I used to be. And I've never been coordinated. But I did everything I could to catch her. So, and I caught her, thank goodness, thank you. But now it's a game that she just doesn't want to stop playing. And isn't that the truth with us? When we, when we first trust God, we, we kind of are hesitant, and she was at first. But then she just gets to the top of the steps and throws herself off. Why? Because she had developed trust in me. 
And it's the same way with our relationship with God. The more we trust in him, the, more, the easier it is for us to trust. And we do, our lives become impactful, not for just ourselves, but for others. Let's look at the impact that this has had. There's a ramification of trust. And because of Peter's trust, it changed his life. Let's look at verse 8. Verse 8 says this. When, when Simon Peter realized what had happened, he fell to his knees before Jesus and said, Oh Lord, please leave me. I'm too much of a sinner to be around you. When you put your trust in God and in Jesus, you realize that you aren't the person that you perceive yourself to be. That there's a huge gap between where you are and where Jesus is and where Jesus wants us to be. Placing our trust in Jesus is a sure thing. And when we do, we realize that we can't put our trust in, in humans like we can in Jesus. You know, if we stand at the top of the stairs and jump, he's going to catch us. Jesus is our faithfulness. We sang about it this morning. He is our faithfulness, and he will catch us every time. But because of Peter's trust, his life was changed. The second thing we see about this is because of Peter's trust, he was blessed beyond measure. Verse 9 says this, for he was, what is that word? Awestruck. He had never ever seen a bunch of fish like this. And he was a fisherman. He was awestruck by the number of fish they had caught, um, as were the others with him. We'll get to that in just a moment. But because he was blessed, and because he trusted, Peter was personally blessed. Now, I'm not standing here to say, if you trust God, you are going to be blessed financially. I, I'm not here to preach the social gospel to you. But I am saying this, that there is an avenue that God can bless you with when you trust in him. When you trust in him, there's an av avenue where God can pour his blessings upon you because you trust in him. And so because of his trust, Peter was blessed. He'd never seen fish like this before. He'd never seen that many fish. And so we go on. And because of Peter's trust, not only was Peter blessed, but his partners were as well. Do you see the residual impact of trust? Not only does our trust grow us in our walk with God, but our trust blesses others that we don't even know about. And his partners were blessed. He knew these guys. <laughs> Verse 10. Verse 10 says this. His partner James and John, the sons of Devity, were amazed. They were amazed. They were partners. They worked together. They were getting half the fish. They couldn't believe the residual blessing that took place just because Peter trusted Jesus with his boat. Just because Peter trusted Jesus with his, with, trusted Jesus and said, yes, I'm exhausted, yes, I'm tired, but because you say so, I'm going to go fish. So he was blessed. So you see, we have a huge responsibility, don't we? Not only to our spiritual walk, 
but the residual impact of our trust on others. When we trust, others are impacted. There's power when others trust. Here's kind of a verse that uh, we can live by. I think it's a key verse in all of Scripture. And it's, called, it's in Proverbs 3, verses 5 and 6. It says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. Trust in the Lord and don't lean on your own understanding, your own thoughts, the own way you do things, but lean into him and seek him. And when we trust others, others will be blessed. Look at, look, look at in just this, just this little story, which is a true miracle. It's a fishing story of all time. We see this. There's a huge benefit for you to trust. There's a huge benefit for me to trust. And it's not just personal. Because look at this. Because, G, because Peter trusted, Jesus got to use his boat and preach to a multitude of people in spite of being inconvenienced. Our spiritual, because Peter trusted, his spiritual journey was impacted. He put his faith. I am no, don't just get away from me. I'm not even worthy. I'm a sinful man. By Peter trusting, he received personal blessing. I don't guarantee this all the time, but in this particular case, it happened. He was awestruck by the number of fish. And by Peter's trusting, those who were closest to him were blessed. You trust God, I pray. I, I, I know that those who are around you will be blessed as well. We have a responsibility. And the last is this. By Peter's trusting, not only were his partners blessed, but people that Peter didn't even know got to hear the word of God. I'm sure there are people lingering on the shore that were watching all this event happening. We never know whose lives we can impact because we trust in Jesus. You see, it's really important that we trust and obey. That's what Peter did. And when we do, the ramifications are enormous. The residual impact can be far beyond what we can even imagine. So we need to trust and obey. I'm going to ask that as the worship team sings this song that you will just pay attention to the verses. Listen to them. Maybe even pray them as they sing. Trust.